Hi everybody, this is Mike Hancock and welcome to another episode of Worldwide Business Intelligence. Today I'm going to cover a topic that I'm sure many of us that are listening and will associate with and the only way I know about this topic is that I've probably made a lot of these mistakes myself. Today's topic is called 13 Fatal Mistakes That Entrepreneurs Make. So we as a breed of entrepreneurs tend to think we're pretty much creatives, we fly by the seat of our pants, we're able to pivot at a moment's notice, and yet, more so than not, the alternative is actually closer to the truth. We struggle, we work too hard, we get bogged down in our own ideas, we're slow to shift, we're slow to the demands of market. And out of that, That leads to all of the statistics that you read about all of the time about how many entrepreneurs are failing, particularly in the first one, two, three years of their business. So with that in mind, today's podcast is about the 13 fatal mistakes that entrepreneurs make. And I'm going to count them down from number 13 to number one. So are you ready to see what they are? Let's have a look at number 13. It's a very obvious one. We only focus on the good stuff. And what that means is that, you know, we've got only got so many hours in a day, so we'd rather fiddle around with something that's more fun. Hey, we're a creative, we've got a new idea. Let's not finish off the old idea, let's just jump onto the new idea. I know we should be making money, but I'd rather work on this. That's focusing on the good stuff. And that's number 13, and guess what? You are probably guilty of it. I have definitely been guilty of it many, many times during my life. But the sooner you can pull yourself up on that, the better. Let's jump to number 12 now. Entrepreneurs don't involve others in their product development. So the products end up going to market and these products that are actually hitting the market have had only one person or at best two people's opinions in them And that literally means that the marketplace hasn't given it the thumbs up. It's a bit like putting a Facebook post up there and you're the only person who presses like. And that happens more often than not as well, as you know. So therefore, by involving more people doing focus groups as you go along at different parts of your actual development of your product and service, you will entice a much better result for yourself. Let's have a look at fatal mistake number 11. You're listening to the wrong people. There are doomsayers, doubters, and distractors out there, and they are holding us back from our true greatness. So what do I really mean by that? I mean the doomsayer. Oh, COVID, the market slowed down, you can't launch a new product, maybe you should get a job. Okay, the doubters. You know, you're not even uh, qualified to be an entrepreneur. You've never, you know, held a real job. Or the distractors, ah, the world's toast at the moment. Let's just go play golf. Those people there are getting inside your head along with well-meaning parents, well-meaning friends who are telling you everything to do and not do. And by the way, they're not doing any of it themselves. And other entrepreneurs and coaches who failed at their own business. So therefore, the only way they can get anything is to tell you what to do in yours. So only listen to successful people who have been on the journey that you have been on and you are going on. 
People who are ahead of you on that journey are the right people to listen to. The other people don't matter. I don't care how many degrees they've got or which family they're in. Let's move to fatal mistake number 10. And that is having a to-do list mentality. And let's face it, we've been promoted to have to-do lists since we were children. You know, you have to have your to-do list. You have to tick off the boxes. You have to get a diary that has to-do list columns in it even, or even a daily planner, etc., etc. Well, folks, you know, we're here to tell you at Worldwide Business Intelligence that it's not that intelligent to have a to-do list. And I'm not underrating them totally. They do have their place, but here's why they're wrong for most people. Because most of us, simply by the nature of having a to-do list, feel that we have to put stuff on our to-do list. And therefore, if our to-do list isn't big enough, therefore we have to add more stuff to it. It's just the same as, I guess I could have run a call called Seven Fatal Mistakes Entrepreneurs Make. You know, 13 sounds a lot better, but to be quite frank, if I'd done seven, we'd all be here for a lot less time, and the top three are the three big ones anyway, so we're going to cover those last. So here's the thing about having a to-do list, is that every day you look at that to-do list and every day you don't complete that to-do list. So therefore, you are failing every single day and you are setting yourself up for failure every single day. Is that a good thing? Heck no, it's not a good thing because it's going to program you for failure and demotivation. Why don't you just focus on getting one thing right every day? That means in an average work year, you'll get 220 things right. And that's got to be a good thing. And by the way, if you added up how many boxes you ticked on your to-do list last year, you'll probably find a lot less than 220. So let's move on to fatal mistake number nine. And that is when people are building products and services, they leave their own essence, their own X factor, their own uniqueness out of that product, thinking that it's not relevant to the marketplace. You know, some of the best consultants on the planet are people who bring their own essence in. Do you know you're so attracted to the Virgin Group because Richard Branson brings his essence into Virgin of the adventure traveler? You know you're attracted to Elon Musk because Tesla has his essence of wanting to crack the code in there. So the great entrepreneurs always bring an, their essence into what they're doing. Walt Disney's another one. His essence of a combination of art and childlike play and his, his love of caricatures and things like that is the absolute essence that created a multi-billion dollar empire. Yet the way we do it is we simply copy what the um, competitor does and alter it a bit and think that we've got a great business. No, 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 folks, you certainly haven't. So let's go to number eight. Number eight fatal mistake, and we're heating up, as I said, we get into the top seven. So these are the half dozen I made up to get us to 13, the cool number. So fatal mistake number eight, you underestimate the work that it takes to get a product to market. And I've seen this time and time again in people truly underestimating the time it gets to actually get something to the market. So instead of going low on time, go high on time. 
You know, Tony Robbins has a, a great saying. I think he got it from Jim Rohn. It's not his, in fact. He says, people um, underestimate what they can, sorry, overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So that absolutely applies when you actually are designing your new product or service as well, because you will underestimate the effort that goes in to putting this to market. So spend a little bit more time. Don't put yourself under so much pressure to launch, 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 and get your product or service right. Okay, with that, let's move on. We're into now to the top seven. And the top seven, of course, is pretty exciting. It's exciting for me, and it'll be exciting for you too, because once you know these mistakes, you probably are not gonna make them again too much. If you listen to this and for goodness sake, are writing these things down. So number seven mistake, you don't spend the time learning how to market and sell. I can't tell you out of the thousands of people that we have personally met with in the last few years, had in our events and talked to, done interventions from stage, done one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions with, taken on into our circle of excellence as high-level, high-paying clients, 95% or more of them can't market and can't sell at the level they need to, to truly be a success in what they do. And so that means that 95% of the people listening to this need to work on marketing and selling. I know you don't wanna sell. I know you're scared of selling. I know you don't understand marketing, but you have to. I'm sorry, before you hand it over to somebody who's gonna do it for you and charge you a whole lot of money or take most of your profits in commissions to do it, you have to learn how to do it. You've gotta become an expert at marketing and selling in your business. If you're not an expert in this, then you truly won't get to the levels to which you wanna to get to. Sorry about that one, tough one. Hey, maybe number six is a lot less harsh. Well, it is really, but it's really a good point. The sixth fatal mistake that people make when they're entrepreneurs is they charge too little for their products and services. And I'm gonna share a brief story with you. I'm sure you've all been into cafes or restaurants around the world where there's art hanging on the walls. And if it's from local artists, you'll see that the price points are normally just a few hundred dollars. Yet, Picasso charges millions of dollars for, for his paintings and there's many known artists out there that have branded artists that are charging thousands and not tens of thousands of dollars for their painting. So what's the difference? The difference is belief. Neither one or other is necessarily a better painter than the other one, technically, inspirationally, or anything like that. And I learned this many years ago when my friend Tony um, left his business in a PR firm, sold his shares in his PR company, and decided he would follow his passion of being an artist. And when he held his first um, art expo that it was in this restaurant that I went to, I walked around, I looked at all of his paintings, which by the way were really good, and the cheapest painting on his first expo that he held was around about $4,000. The most expensive, I think, was just under $10,000. And I said to him, Tony, why have you got such big prices on, on your paintings? You know, people can't necessarily afford this. He said, Mike, because there's only one painting and the right people will buy it. 
He's sold many, many paintings for many thousands and tens of thousands of dollars since that. We as entrepreneurs are pricing our products too low and we think we have to because, oh, but Mike, there's so much free stuff on the net. This podcast is free and it's genius information that we are giving you on all of our podcasts. But if you want to actually know how to implement this, and understand it, then you end up being a client of ours or somebody else's. And for that, you have to pay real money. And that's the way you should be as well. So don't price your products too low, folks. Really step it up. Let's have a look. Oh, we're into the top five. It's getting exciting now. Number five fatal mistake that entrepreneurs make. They try and get their product and service perfect first before marketing it or selling it. And this really is a big mistake that keeps you stuck and keeps you broke. So I'm going to tell you a story because of an entrepreneur that most of you, well, hopefully all of you know, and that entrepreneur's name is Walt Disney. And if you read Walt Disney's biography, as I did many, many years ago, he had a brother who was a partner in his business. His name was Roy Disney and Roy was the numbers guy. And one day Walt came to Roy and said, Roy, um, I am uh, going to need you to raise about $5 million for me to build this thing I'm going to call Disneyland. And he showed Roy a picture of Disneyland that he'd drawn, which is a picture of the castle that we all know when we watch the Disney movies um, on television and have been to Disneyland. And Roy said, well, yeah, I can probably do that. when do you need it by? He said, tomorrow morning, because tomorrow I'm launching to 48 journalists in Hollywood that we have uh, taken an option on some land in Anaheim and we're gonna build this thing called Disneyland. I'm gonna show them this picture. Roy said, you have to be crazy. The long story short is that um, Roy did raise the money in 24 hours from the Ford Motor Company, which is why these days when you go to Disneyland and you ride on their oldest ride, goes back to 1953 or something, a small, small world, you will see in there proudly sponsored by the Ford Motor Company, which was part of the deal that they did, that Roy did right back in the early 1950s. Walt Disney often boasted that he never had any product actually completed or even started before he sold it. And his very first film, Snow White, was a good example of that. Snow White was sold and distributed. A distribution deal was done on the basis of three drawings that Walt had done. So don't think that you can't sell something before you make it and don't try and get it perfect before you start selling it. Let's move to number four. Number four mistake for entrepreneurs. We as entrepreneurs are thinking too small And the typical thing is we think local instead of global. So we think, oh, let's start a shop and let's do printing. And we can uh, maybe get into our own suburb and do a printing shop. And we're gonna spend all this money setting this up and we're only gonna focus on the 20,000 people that live in our suburb, suburb. However, if you think citywide and more globally, maybe even countrywide or bigger than that, you realize that you can actually maybe through partners or some other way, capture a marketplace or a catchment area that is so much bigger than what you ever thought. Our business is truly worldwide. We operate in over 50 countries uh, these days 
and we're regularly traveling to between 12 and 20 countries a year. Even during COVID, we traveled to five countries prior to being locked down. So start to think more globally and think bigger. So now folks, give yourselves a pat on the back. You've lasted the podcast. You're now about to find the top three, the top three fatal mistakes that entrepreneurs make. And here's the third top one. Entrepreneurs are building products that they like without seeing if the marketplace likes those products. Let me explain. You come up with an idea. You think this is a great idea. Wow, I saw on TV that they could do this. I'm going to build this. And you go out and you build it and you launch it and there's whiz bang and all your friends are at the party drinking cocktails, but you haven't road tested the product. You haven't even seen if the market likes the product. So what can you do to see if the marketplace likes the product? The first simple thing that you can do is when you come up with the idea, draft the basic idea without giving away your intellectual property, put it on your profile and social media posts and ask people, do you think this is a good idea? People will, if they give you the thumbs up, that means they like it. If nobody likes it, the, it's going to be silent. And by the way, what sort of statistics should you have there? If you've got any more than a thousand friends on Facebook, 2% is the likes that you should get to understand that if people like it, they like it. So if you've got 5,000, what's 2% of 5,000? That's 100 likes. If you get any less than 100, maybe you need to do more research. The other thing is to start focus groups and to get people into focus groups from all, not just your friends. No, I can hear you thinking of your friends. No, not your friends but to get people in from all different walks of life, potential customers, potential competitors, peers, all that sort of thing, your coaches, your mentors, and bring them into focus groups so that you can perfect this product or service before um, getting it out there. Okay, only two to go. Fatal mistake number two. It's a big one. We won't do the drum roll that comes on fatal mistake number one. Fatal mistake number two is that you spend most of your time doing the wrong things right. I'll say that one again, you spend most of your time doing the wrong things right. I can't tell you how many people or what percentage of people that we work with spend a lot of their time doing the wrong things right. So I'm gonna give you an example of that. We met early last year, or I think, yes, it was early last year with a client of ours who'd been a client for about a year, whose previous year was incredibly successful. Then here we meet with them in March of the next year and we say, how's your year going? He says, I don't know what's happening. Everything's turned to custard, it's not working. So we simply sat down and we did an exercise to find out what he was doing. Guess what? He had not had one sales meeting for the whole year. So he hadn't sold anything. Now you would think that a highly intelligent person turning over mid six figures in a consultancy style service orientated business might know that he's not having a sales meeting. He didn't know. All he knew is he's incredibly busy. He was busy developing his new website. He was busy posting his social media. He was busy doing existing client meetings. He was busy writing up reports. He was busy doing administration and all the photo shoots and all the other stuff that simply does not matter. 
Now, we believe in four stages of really prioritizing in your business. And this is really the alternative to your to-do list. Things you need to get, things you need to groom, things you need to grow, and things that are really your golden projects, like having your own podcast or writing your new book. So things you need to get is generally money. Maybe you need to get some time back as well, but it's generally revenue. What do you need to groom? It's generally relationships. What creates money? Relationships. So essentially, if you're not relationship building, or if you're not actually having meetings with people to pitch your products and services at least three days a week, potentially four, then chances are you're doing a lot of the wrong things right. You're wasting time doing your podcast, you're wasting time on your social media, you're wasting time getting your photo shoot, building a new Wizbang website, because your last one never sold anything, um, writing some new copy for a marketing email that you'll never send because you don't like marketing, and doing all the wrong things right. Focus on doing the right things right. Focus on upskilling in the right areas. And this brings me to drum roll. Fatal mistake entrepreneurs make, number one. And we've worked with 300,000 entrepreneurs in over 15 years, in over 50 countries around the world. And I can tell you, this is the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make. They simply don't know who they are. I'll say that one for you again. They simply don't know who they are. They know what they do, they know what skills and talents they have, but they don't know who they are. So try this, next time you go to a networking event and you meet somebody new, say, who are you? And watch them, they'll say, uh, I'm an accountant. No, no, that's what you do, who are you? Oh, sorry, my name's John Smith. Yes, that's your name, but who are you? Oh, I get it, I'm, uh, uh, I'm married father, I've got two children, one of them's in high school. No, no, that's your family situation. Who are you? What makes you tick? Why do you do what you do? What is your essence of you? What drives you? Where do you come from in your heart? When an entrepreneur truly knows who they are, like a Richard Branson, like an Elon Musk, then they develop a product or a service that is an extension of themselves. They develop a product or a service that truly touches the hearts of other people. They develop a product or a service that nothing ever seems like work ever again. If you look at Bill Gates, or even going back to Henry Ford, or if you're listening to this in Asia, Li Kai-shing. You know, Li Kai-shing, one of the richest people in Hong Kong, did every aspect of his business when he started out. He was picking up the mail. He was doing his own taxation. He was selling every product and every service. He was fulfilling every product and every service. And none of it seemed like work to Li Kai-shing. When you look at people like that, that have truly identify who they are and know their essence, then everything is easy for them because they just want to get involved. If you don't know who you are, if you really don't understand what you do and why you're doing it 
and what sits inside your heart, then you'll never ever truly get to where you wanna go. And I'm gonna give you a very practical example of this as we bring this podcast to a close. So, here it is. I can't tell you that in my background as a sales manager and then a national sales manager and then a general manager of sales and marketing, which was my corporate career, how many times I watch salespeople write down at conferences that they need to do more calls. And yet, Monday would come around straight after that conference and they go, oh, I need to make 20, I've agreed I'm gonna make 20 new calls a day. And on day one, the Monday, they make seven calls. But the next day, they're gonna get smart, they missed out, so they're gonna add the 13 that they didn't make to the next day and make 33 calls. That day, they did a bit better, they made 16 calls. Now they're gonna add them up, but it's okay, they'll make them up over the next three days. So now they add them to the next three days. By the end of the week, they've given up on the Friday because they wanna have that off because they're exhausted and they realized they didn't get too far making those calls anyway, so they probably stopped Wednesday morning and added a few more calls. This is typical, and entrepreneurs are worse at this. Because it's frustrating, because we don't like doing it, we keep telling ourselves we're going to improve. We're not going to improve. Here's the saying that I've said forever. If you focus on your weaknesses, all you will end up with is stronger weaknesses. They will not become strengths. If you focus on your strengths, they will become stronger strengths, which will make you exceptional. So if you want to improve, you have to appreciate the things that are your weaknesses, the things that you're not good at, and you have to get assistance with those. And you have to focus on the strengths and the things that you do well. And that's not counterintuitive to what I said before about you have to know and understand all aspects of your business. You do before you hand them over. But it doesn't mean to say that you have to become expert at them and they become strengths of yours. You have to be able to sell. You have to be as good a salesperson as the person that you're going to hire in your business to sell your stuff. But it doesn't mean to say that you have to be loving it every day. So with that, that's the last one of our fatal mistakes that entrepreneurs are making. Do some time, go deep inside. The definition of conscious leadership is to do the deep work inside to know exactly who you are. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we look forward to sharing more worldwide business intelligence with you very, very soon. Bye-bye.